Hello there, this is Wes Mullins coming to you from Lexington, Kentucky. I actually am in town today. My wife and I, Nina, are working at Chocolate Holler. And I decided to take a walk and come out here and see the beautiful city. It's a rainy day, but I um, it was quite loud in there and I couldn't really do a to a podcast in the inside. So this is a different kind of a podcast. This is a strolling podcast, but it's one that I really felt um, some thoughts I was rolling over my mind last night I thought were really important, and I uh, wanted to get out. was talking to myself and thinking about um, fear and fear in relationships. And how that when we're in a relationship and we're afraid to speak or say something or act a certain way uh, we, because we're afraid of losing it. Anytime there's a fear of loss, it changes our behavior and actually it damages the relationship. If there's something that you do when someone is around because you're afraid of losing a friendship, you're afraid of losing a relationship, or you're afraid of losing a job or a scholarship, and it's nothing bad. It's just a part of your personality, or actually it's a good thing that you're going to do. If you're afraid of losing that and it alters your behavior, you actually become a caricature of yourself at that point. And it allows fear to come in. It allows anxiety and worries to take over. And we are inundated and saturated with worry and fear in this generation. More so than any generation that I've seen. Fear is rampant. It is just completely rampant in our minds. We think about fear so much. We allow it to just constantly bully us. Anxiety is simply a doppelganger of fear. Anxiety and worry, oh, I'm just stressed. Stress is fear. Um, I dealt with this uh, in Oxford last year. And it, it devastated me. This is something that some people don't know. But I did apply for the master's program um, to continue my education, and I was uh, turned down for that master's program. And the, the hardest part was not losing something I didn't have yet, but the fear of losing it causes me to do things differently. It caused me to behave differently because suddenly there was a fear of losing something that before I didn't even know that I wanted it. But once it became something that I could lose, I began to change my behavior. I began to become more, um, I would acquiesce more to other things that I normally wouldn't. I wouldn't give my opinions or I would withhold, I became the stress ball person. And when that happened, my behaviors changed. And then my outlook changed, my perception changed, my goals changed, my attitude, it all changed because suddenly there was fear of losing something that I didn't even know 
that I wanted until it presented itself and then the fact of losing that. That's what happens in relationships. When, when you're not afraid um, that this person will no longer love you, you, you'll give your opinion. My opinion is this. But suddenly when the love is on the line and someone can take back that love, they can withhold love from us, it tightens up our behavior. It changes and alters us. And over time, if we do that too much, we can lose ourselves. We can lose ourselves in the fear. We can lose ourselves in the anxiety. And I wanted to bring that to bear. I was watching John Adams last night of the miniseries on HBO. I don't know why I didn't watch this before. uh, Paul Giamatti is a revelation in that. He is fantastic. Laura Linney, I mean, come on. is a great... uh, Betrayal of the Founding Fathers. And I'm big on the Revolutionary War stuff anyway. And in the Continental Congress, as they're debating the Declaration of Independence, Mr. Dickinson of Pennsylvania stands up and he gives his uh, reasons for to be against the Declaration of Independence. And his prognostication was one of death and destruction, but mainly this will end with no victors, this will end in death. And that is the fear that I'm talking about, the fear of loss, the fear of loss. And John Adams stands up and he offers the same prognostication that there will be death, that there will be bloodshed. There will be war. There will be loss. But John Adams does something that's amazing. Is he offers one thing. One tiny thing. That Dickinson could not see. And that was hope. And that was hope of a free country. And that hope spurred 13 colonies to take on the world's greatest superpower at the time and win and gain their independence. And I say that because when we let the prognostication of fear, worry, and dread, and stress of the politics, of bills, and all these things to build up, then we suddenly can no longer see the future. Um, People die from a lack of vision. I think that's in... uh, I think it's in, uh, it's, it's in one of the Old Testament minor prophets, but it says that people perish for lack of vision. When you can't see your future, when you can't see anything but the bad, then that's all that seems to pile up on you is the bad. And it's time that we let go of fear. And the only way to let go of fear The only way is to find something to believe in, something to hope in. Some of you may wonder why Nina and I gave up a successful photography business that we had been uh, in for 12 years, over a decade. And we had shot weddings in Norway, northern Norway, which was a bucket list item. We had shot weddings in Canada and Mexico 
and yet we give it up. To pursue a health and wellness business and for me to pursue an academic career at 40. Who does that? Why do you do that? Number one, because we want to show our children that you can go after your dreams. We will not be ruled by fear. We will be ruled by hope and by dreaming. And if people say, if anyone says, well, that's not reality, that's not real life, bad things will come. You know what? Bad things will come anyway. The thing with Dickinson and the prognostication of death is, you know what? Death comes to us all. That's not a surprise. Why should that be the only thing? That's a given. Everyone knows there's death. But is there anything other than, if you give nothing other than death, then you, you've said nothing. You've basically wasted your, your breath. So, we have to give hope. And we have to go after our dreams. In my life, there has been no dream that I've attempted that I have not achieved. Have not achieved. Graduated college. Got a job got married, I have children, I wound up at Oxford. Once I realized I wanted to do apologetics, I spent six years doing apologetics on my downtime. Wound up at the, one of the best apologetic schools in the, in the world, in Oxford University. I began to chase not chase dreams as in chasing butterflies, but I began to pursue through my imagination. I began to pursue things that were full of hope, things that were full of imagination, magic. That's what we call our business with Young Living. Um, magic is essential because we are interested in helping people find their passion and find their dreams, not in some sort of flitty, um, uh, fantastical version of uh, almost like a Russian roulette of let's see if the dreams will happen today. No, 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 no. It is about hard work. It is about what is your dream? What is your passion? What are you looking for? What is the one thing that you can't let, that won't let go of you? Let's put it that way. This thing that burns deep inside of you. There is probably a desire and passion inside of you that has been there. A creation gift. Something that dwells inside of you. And you continue to push it down because you don't think it's realistic. We're saying, what if you pursued that? What if you began to build up the things in your life that you need to see that come to fruition? What if you begin to dream a little bit? What if you begin to say, I would like to have this in my life? And then you begin to pursue and think about how that would look. And then you begin to get a vision of how it's going to come to pass. And then you begin to get insight and how to get those visions to come to pass. And then you begin to, get, you begin to find resources to do that. And suddenly before you know it, you have reached that dream and you are going full bore at that passion. Why? Because you caught a vision. Because Albert Einstein even said that imagination is greater than information in science. Because imagination 
is not limited. Science is limited to the physical world and what is. Imagination is not limited to anything. You know, I always say that knowledge is um, what we what we can know right now, and imagination is what we're going to know in the future. And so, if we can push through, and we can find our passions, then we can begin to let go of fear. We can begin to get out of the kiddie pool of anxiety and worry and stress. I was listening to Andrew Clavin a couple days ago. I'd never, never even heard of Andrew Clavin until I was listening to some Ben Shapiro uh, stuff and Andrew Clavin was on the Ben Shapiro show. It's great. Now, all those, all of my liberal friends out there who are listening to this hear Ben Shapiro's name and it's like a, uh, it's one of those dog whistle words and you start freaking out. Um, I'm a conservative. I'm a constitutionalist. But I am open any dialogue and I have views that you probably don't think that I have so don't just hear that and say this guy is a closed minded um, Republican this and that. I'm not a Republican I'm a conservative I'm a constitutionalist who has many many views and who has traveled the world and I am not narrow or shallow minded just wanted to throw that out there because I know when you hear words like that when you put a label on something, people jump to conclusions. And so I, uh, I didn't want that to be the case here. But I'm listening to Andrew Claven, And he said something I thought that was so poignant. He said, politics is the opposite of thought. Politics is the opposite of thought. Because politics demands you choose a side. In the political spectrum, it's demanded that you choose a side. Hashtag believe him. Hashtag believe her. Hashtag believe all women. Hashtag Trump's a monster. There is is a binary choice to be made. And you're on one side or the other. And I simply refuse to do that. I simply refuse to be put into a box. But politics, think about that, is the is the opposite of thinking. It's the opposite of thought. It's a gut reaction. You're in or you're out. You're in or you're out. And that's not how, that's not how life works. That's, that's not how we think. That's not how we operate. We like to think about things. We like to pull things. I, at least myself, I like to pull things apart. And I think that's very important for us in letting go of fear is this big one right here. You ready for this? It's okay. And it's normal to not know. And by saying, I don't know, it's okay. Sometimes that is the correct answer. I don't know. And it's also very much okay to fail. Actually, one of the trainings that we have from, uh, from our upline in Young Living do a training called Failing Forward. You learn so much through failure that you could never learn through success. 
I know myself, um, I learned so much in a lot of my failures over the years that taught me how to persevere, that taught me how to push through. And had I not had those failures, when real trouble came, when real trouble came, I would, be, have, I would have fallen apart. And actually, if you think about this, sometimes we say, well, God hasn't given me this, or why isn't this happening in my life? Have you ever stopped and considered maybe you can't handle that in your life? Why well, don't I have this kind of success? Maybe you don't have the foundations in your life. Maybe you don't have the, uh, the philosophies in your life to actually handle great success or to handle these things that you're asking for. And that actually it's a mercy that you don't have those things because if you had those things, they would destroy you and your family. That's something to think about. That's something to consider that maybe there are things I need to put into my life so that when I do get this, I am more stable. Do you know how many lottery winners stay rich? Very few. Most lottery winners and the big ones, the 350 to $500 million lottery winners, lottery winners actually wind up more broke than they were before they won the lottery. Why? Because poverty is a mindset. It's not an event or a state of being. It is a mindset. And no, much, no matter how much money you throw at poverty, it doesn't go away until you change the mind and you change the heart. So today, I'm just challenging you to challenge your thinking. I'm challenging you to challenge yourself. Let go of fear. Fear has nothing but heartache and distress and bills and ultimately death. But guess what? We know that. We know death is coming. Death is too easy. Death is too easy. Fear is too easy. It's too easy. Living, that's the hard thing. And that's the good thing. It's too easy. It's too easy just to be caught up with fear and let it rule your life and become some sort of um, manic marionette being jerked around a stage. Live your life. Take control. Take the reins. You have the reins. They're yours. Take them back from fear and say no more. No more. No more. And I'm not speaking to you as someone who has been a bit fearful in his life or had an episode of fear. I'm talking about I have had meltdowns, panic attacks, breakdowns, absolute mental collapses. But you know what? I always come back stronger. I always find my way back. And usually it's like, ah, it's anxiety and fear again. Stress will wreck and kill you if you don't let go of it. That is why Nina and I are into health and wellness because we have seen the effects that a diet change can do in helping you and equipping you to overcome anxiety, stress, and fear. Just a simple diet change. Not only a diet change, but also replacing the products in your house. Absolutely getting rid of the toxic chemicals in your house that can cause health effects, which cause effects on your mental states. Guys, it's all connected. 
It's all connected. And so we are so passionate about the changes we've seen in our lives that we're sharing it with you because we want you guys to become, this sounds very Joe Olstein, but the best version of yourself because there is an optimal you out there. There is a, there is a, a version of yourself you have not yet tapped into because you have toxic thoughts going on in your head. Toxic chemicals going into your body and toxic food going into your gut. And it's this trifecta, this perfect storm of toxicity that is destroying you. And more importantly, it's destroying hope and imagination, which is rendering you this lifeless mass of cells that is miserable and angry. I'm saying there's hope. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians that says, take every thought captive. And so today I challenge you, when you have these toxic thoughts of fear, you stand up and you fight fear and you say, not today, not today. And you spend, I challenge you to spend 10 minutes pushing back negative, toxic thoughts in your mind. If you do this exercise, I promise if you do this exercise, if you spend 10 minutes a day for the next two weeks pushing back toxic, fearful, anxiety-ridden, stress-laden thoughts, two weeks of doing this, give yourself a challenge, a 14-day challenge of pushing back just for 10 minutes a day. All you do is try to take control of your thoughts those toxic thoughts, push them back. I guarantee you it's going to get easier and suddenly you're going to realize that you're not captive, that it's been this Stockholm Syndrome thing the whole time. It's reversed. You're actually in charge, but you let them think that they were in charge. The, the inmates are running the asylum, but you can flip it. Two weeks, push back on those thoughts. And then after two weeks, well, we'll get to that next time. Do your, do your two weeks of pushing back toxic thoughts. Guys, I just want to encourage you today. You're amazing and you are worth it. I'm going to leave you with this, this thought today. No, there are no, this is C.S. Lewis, The Weight of Glory. There are no ordinary people. There are only there are no mere mortals. There are only immortals that we marry and laugh and joke with and deride and hate and cut down. But there are no ordinary people. You are not ordinary. You are extraordinary. And you are worth every second of the day that you can carve out to find your passions and to reignite your imagination. You and your family are worth it because again, there are no ordinary people. All right. See you guys next week. Have a great day.